podcast. It's episode 46 of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, and whoa, it is a special, special day for the Weird Podcast. Not for any kind of, like, achievements or anything, there's no, like, specific landmarks or anything worthwhile saying about this particular podcast. Oh, right, okay, um, I just had to take a wee break there from recording the podcast, because I'm sure if you go back and listen, you hear a bit of a noise in the middle of my uh, introduction, um, and what that was, was um, my next door neighbour just deciding that uh, that would be an ideal time to bring some stuff to her outside bin and dump it in there. Um, I know a lot of the listeners who listen to the podcast regularly know I like to bring things back to basic when I'm doing my podcast. I like to, I like to feel like I'm at one with nature, at one with the outside. You know, I like to obviously not go outside because, hey, it's cold. But I like to be sort of like not fully in my house. I like I, basically, I record in a garage, right? I'm sitting in my garage, and the garage backs onto my next door neighbor's house, which, um, as you can tell, scared the shit out of me there, um, <coughs> completely. And <clears throat> obviously, when I hear noises outside, being the tough kind of guy I am, I don't automatically put two and two together. And work out, hey, that's my neighbour putting stuff in the bin. I often put two maybe two together and work it out that, hey, Michael Myers has got out of the mental institution and for some reason has some sort of beef with me. And rather than just travelling to Haddonfield in Illinois, he uh, somehow travels across the world to Bangor to come and get me. And um, Maybe he's not a fan of the podcast. I don't know, but that's my initial thought and always takes me a bit of time to... um. You know, not shit myself when hearing outside noise. So, uh, well, enjoy that introduction, the podcast. What I was going to say, although we've broken no records, there's nothing too exciting to talk about in, in the intro of the podcast. Why it's a big day is because, hey, drum roll, da 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 da, it's my birthday. Um, yeah, am I a sad loser guy recording a podcast on my birthday? Yes, probably. But hey, wouldn't it be worse if it didn't? find a time to do it and people were just like trying to go to work and stuff on a Monday and they just like had to go to work and like listen to regular like I don't know the breakfast show on BBC or something in the morning with like whoever is the 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 follow-on guy the replacement the incarnation whatever you want to call it of Nicky Grimshaw (laughs) you know whoever that is you could listen to that instead of my weird podcast which I know you know no one wants to be put through anymore and hey as we all know I can't relate to that age group anymore because hey, it's my birthday. I'm 32 now. I, I'm I'm done with what's being done with the kids. I've no idea what's in the charts. I've no idea who's cool, what's cool. So you know, I'm scooped. But I just wanted to say yeah, it's my birthday. The podcast out. Um, obviously a lot of you guys still assume that I'm living in my old house in Belfast, and that's where all the the truckloads of prezzies have gone. Because hey, I didn't get one present. From any listeners, I didn't get one card from any listeners. I got a big fat steaming heap of uh fuck all. So saying that if you want to really get in my good books, take yourselves over to iTunes, please, for my birthday treat. This is my big birthday treat. Go to the iTunes and rate and review the podcast. Give it five stars and write something nice for me that'll make me feel good about myself. And hey, if you haven't already subscribed in SoundCloud, do that as well. Do you know that's what real fans, real fellow listeners, real weirdos would do, would be support their boy by doing that on iTunes, just take the time out of your day, for some reason, hey, I had 50 reviews and dropped to 49 this week, so whoever's gone in and actually rescinded their their rating review, you know, I want to speak from my heart and say fuck you, but also why do it, like why... Would you do that to me? It really hurts. Um. Oh, hold on. There's more people in the, in the street. Do, do they not see the red light outside my studio? Do they not see that the world's most popular podcast is being recorded in here? Do they think that it's sweet that they can just be outside their houses talking? In the name of God, it is. It's bloody half eight at night. People should be locked down like it's purge night. You know what I mean? There should be the shutters should be down, the windows should be boarded, the children should be in bed. You know, you should be watching the news, waiting for the purge to end. 
and that's my weird podcast. Get inside, you goat. Hopefully, also it's not hard that because that'll make things awkward. But hey, get inside, you goat. <sighs> anyway, what a fun week I've had apart from that. Yeah, I felt like I wanted to record on my birthday because I've done so much fun stuff. And like, I know a lot of people like to listen to the gossip of what's going on. A lot of people are like me, little bitch sass queens, and they just want to know what's been going on, what's the inside scoop, the inside story, what's been happening this week. And hey, it's been a busy all week. The big man um, has been, I've been gigging flat out, you know. I've been, I've been around gigs this week. I've had a, a great week of gigs. Obviously, started the, the weekend how I love to on a Thursday at Pug Ugly's Comedy Club. Um, this week I had myself as MC, William Thompson as was on supporting, and Kieran Bartlett was headlining, and hey, it was another great night. The comedy club's going from strength to thre- strength this week, and this will be the fourth week in a row that we'll have it. Um, another full house this week. Because hey, guess what? It's a great new pub, and drinks are only a fiver. Normal air drinks are, are probably more and varying in price than the fiver. Entrance is only a fiver, you know what I mean? And you get to see great acts every week, and me. So you get two quality acts, sometimes an open spot as well, and then you get me. So this week was great, and William Thompson, haven't seen Gig in a while, and he was excellent. Um, and Kieran just came on and does what Kieran does, tells naughty boy stories, and makes people laugh. So it was a great night, and this week coming up we have Paddy McDonnell on headlining, and we have Mary Flanagan on a support, and we have me emceeing. So hey, another strong lineup. Um, again, I'm still scared of someone outside the, the Super Willies. I know it's not Halloween, so maybe maybe Mikey's got out. He's come here. He's going through the business, and then by the time it takes him to do that slow, steady, almost walk back to Haddonfield. That's how he's timed it. But yeah, got the willies. And um, so if I ever get distracted, you just know why, guys. But hey, I love you. That's why I'm recording on my birthday. Because I love you. I love you. There's going to be a Trump, but then I thought I'd do too much Trumpy impressions. So I'll do an Alan Carr impression instead, right? Instead of me going tr- saying Trump, I love you, I'll be Alan Carr. Hello, my name's Alan Carr, and I love you. Oh, let's have that for free. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, started the weekend at Pug Ugly's Comedy Club, which was great. Got myself home from the gig at a relatively early or a half past twelve. Thought sweet, got in the house, everyone was asleep. It was like the night before Christmas, like not even a mouse was stirring in the house. It was great. I got myself in the bed. Probably by the time uh, I lower my heart rate and my flipping adrenaline from having a bloody brilliant gig I probably dozed off I'm talking about 1 o'clock in the morning and then that's great I'm just down for a full night's sleep nah Holly wasn't keen on that one single bit so come 3 o'clock she's just up ready to go and Catherine's in work the next day so I'm thinking hey her job's a nurse you know people's lives are at stake my job a bit less serious in that regard so I thought hey I'll get up and I'll deal with the baby so got up, got in the Holly's room, popped the dummy in her mouth, she quietened down, got back into bed, slid in under the sheets, got myself cuddled up, snuggled up, fixed my pillows, I like four pillows, I like one just wedged down the back of the bed, two from my head, one from my arm, that's what I like to do, it's how I style it, got back in the position, shut the eyes, mmm, Holly starts crying again, Fuck. So I move the pillows, get out of bed, out of position, head in, check on her. She's crying. Dummy it again. Walk out of the room. Starts crying. Back in. Dummy it again. I'm like, nah. This little shit wants a bottle. So I'm like, right. I need to go get her fed. Head downstairs. And hey, <coughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a pretty sexy guy. When I sleep, I wear a boiler suit. You know what I mean? Keep the whole body nice and warm. I wear an industrial strength uh, meal boiler suit made by the company Dickies in bed to keep me nice and warm and also Catherine forces me to wear that so I'll not try to lumber her again in case we have a baby before we get married in case she gets pregnant can't get lit in her wedding day oi oi no only joking I sleep in my pantalons um I say pants it's more like a it's more like a, a faux leather pouch not a thong because her thong has that little bit that goes 
up your crack, like a little cheese wire, up your up your derriere. A pouch is just essentially a waistband <laughs> with this like elasticated, essentially satchel for your um, penis and scrot. Essentially, your um, your wee banana and your satsumas just nurtures them, basically, and that's about it. So I headed downstairs to get the bottle. I'm a bit sleepy. I'm already in a bad mood. I'm like, I can just hear her screaming. It's annoying me. Walk into the kitchen, go, hmm. What's this wet slush I have stepped in? Maybe I have, uh, I don't dropped an orange or something, or, or maybe there's some like dog food. Nah, it ain't dog food. Full dog shit. Charlie had me feeling too good. Clearly went down during the night, looking to get out. No one was awake. Dropped the big deuce right in the floor. By the time I got down in the dark, it got cold, it got chilly, and it stood on my feet. So, I stood on it with my feet, should I say. So, my feet are covered in dog shit. It wasn't like, it wasn't good solid shit, that you, like like hard plasticine clay dough where you can just leave an imprint in it. Go, ah, balls, rinse the foot, you're back in the game. Now I was wet, it was like an angel delight consistency, like a whipped cream type consistency. So I fully had to hobble out the back of my house down to like my outside sink and turn that on. So I'm out the back, really tired, really grumpy, effing and blinding everywhere, wearing this little pouch. Yeah, it's copper colour pouch. It glistens, it's dope, but I've got shit on my foot. So I'll have to walk out the back of the house, hobbling, keep the foot up the ground so I don't just basically leave footprints of shit across the kitchen. I'm going, oh, Holly's fully screaming. Catherine's still in hibernation mode. Whatever, come in, dry my foot, get the ball ready, clean up the shit, out in the garden again with my pouch just on. Clearly the neighbour's lights are on at this time. They're looking out. They think it's Michael Myers. No, it's just this big naked guy in a pouch with shit in his foot, whatever. Head back in the house, get the ball ready, go upstairs, feed the baby. I'm like, oh yeah, she's going back to sleep. Nah, she's game for the day. That's her breakfast. She's ready to go. She's sitting up on my chest, clapping, shouting. Wow. She like, that's the thing about my daughter. Wow. Yeah. She gets on like uh, a rock star in the middle of a song when they take a little break like James Hatfield yeah she doesn't say anything yet she just makes these noises ah like James Brown hey daddy whoa it's just I'm like Holly be quiet your mum's asleep if she wakes this is fucked not this situation but our life is fucked if she wakes I'm in the bad books and that's the last thing I need haven't had you screaming in my ear with two hours sleep haven't had dog shit between my toes which hey I've had athletes foot in those toes so probably going to get that infected I'm going to even got that foot amputated the last thing I need to be in the dog house as well as all that so anyway she keeps clapping and waking next thing you know Catherine turns over why the frig is she clapping like not like oh why is she awake but why is she clapping so what she's thinking is the baby's woken up and I have for some reason being the banter machine that I am revved her up into the zone of just like acting like one of those little toy monkeys that have the symbols ding 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 she's sitting there shouting laughing acting like you know what a fuck a nutcase that's what the baby is like sitting at three in the morning like if you're if you're an adult and not a baby and you wake up and see an adult sitting on top of your partner's chest clapping just shouting weird noises that don't make sense and laughing you're gonna go hmm Hey Muckamore, come and get us. We've got a we've got a homie that needs a wee bit of needs a wee bit of respite here. Get get down and sort it out. But when it's a baby, it's sweet. You know what I mean? It's bullshit. So I got um I'd say about two hours sleep that night. Got up, headed to work on Friday. And the thing about Friday was I had to go to gig on Rathlin Island with Shane Todd on the Friday evening. So, I um, had to go for a day at work, and rather than leave work and go home and get ready, I didn't have that luxury, because time, I had to be on leaving Ballycastle on the half six ferry, so by the time it took me to get out, I had to leave work, bang, at four o'clock, head to Belfast, meet Shane, get in the car with him, and all, also another Shane who's coming with us to film the experience, Um, sounds like it's going to be some sort of homemade a gay porno, no, it's just for online purposes, just document the first night of Shane's tour, slash the trip to Rathlin, so straight from work, with two hours sleep, to Rathlin, just about get there in time, and then Shane's like, oh, I'll go and sort the tickets, and the other Shane was like, yeah, I'll go, 
go with him, grab some stuff, get it ready to go on the ferry. And they go, can you go and grab us some fish and chips from this fish and chip shop, just at Bally Castle? I don't want to name and shame you, Morton's, but um, I'm going to have to do it here. Delicious chips. I'll give them that. Delicious chips. But customer service? Mm, a big fat stinking pile of shit that was. I'm sitting in an order and I'm waiting and I'm like, right, this boat is going at half six. I'm getting the man boy cheeky in my ear being like, where the frig are you? This boat leaves, bang on half six. I'm thinking, no offence, it's a, it's a ferry to Rathlin, it'll wait. Because hey, there's like four people going to be on it and it's probably just a guy on his own personal <coughs> ferry. There's not strict business time. And he's like, no, it's literally going at half six. So I get the chip order in at quarter past six. And I get a number and it was like number 196. And then the next person I called up was 182. I'm like, for fucks. There's not, like, I'm working out in my head. I'm like, there's not 12 people um, uh, in front of me. You know, there's not 12 people plus two in front of me because I did a mass wrong on the spot there. I'm sitting waiting. And it's like, oh, this is taking its time. The clock's going. Gets to 25 past. And it's like at 190. And I went up to them and I was like, look, I'm literally getting this ferry. Can you just hurry mine up? They're like, it'll be another couple of minutes. I'm like, no, literally, I'm going to miss this ferry. Can you just please do it? And the woman looked at me like I went and said to her, see your newborn baby? <laughs> looks like a fucking shaved rat. Yeah, looks like a shaved rat with a pus infection of its nipples. And see you? You look like a piece of shit. And I look like I said that all directly to her face. And she looked at me with the most disgust. And then, like, she could have moved with some pace, but not at all. She just turns around, dumps the orders into the replay. What Shane wanted was a sausage supper, obviously. Other Shane wanted cod bites, and I took cod bites as well. She put not all together. She just goes, do you want salt and vinegar? I mean, I'll just give me the fucking box of shit. I need to run out of this ferry, or I'll miss it. And hey, worst case scenario is, they've got all my stuff on the ferry. I ain't got no shit to get home again. I'm stuck in Ballycastle. Until the morning. With nowhere to go. I'd have to probably have gone into the Marine Hotel. And just rented a room. Spent it by myself. Which I'm sure would have been nice. But. I was nervous. So I ended up sprinting down to the ferry. With these fucking three bags of fish and chips. Hop onto the, the ferry. And then we're there. Um, make our way across to Rathlin. We get there. It's the Rathlin way. We head into the pub first of all to leave some gear because Shane too is doing some uh, filming for us. So we wanted to leave some of his filming gear and then we decided, hey, we're going to head to the hostel now, get ourselves set up, do a wee bit of prep for the gig and then head back. So when we get to the pub, uh, the bar the bar owner's like, here, would you like a lift to your, uh, to your hostel? And we were thinking, yeah, it'd be sweet. See, I was hauling all this shit up there, so then, um, he goes, yeah, and then out of nowhere, just calls this guy, I say guy, it was a boy, he looked about 12 or something, and he's like, I'll take you, and we're like, mm, will you, and out he goes, hops in his 4x4, gets it going, goes to take off, stalls, we're like, I, 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 was, I was 31 at the time, so allow me to still be immature, I went, <coughs> and tried to hold my laugh in, and then he goes, oh, fuck's sake, goes again, stalls again I'm thinking this is fucking this is a jerk here he's probably per fella going fuck's sake there's me with the boys in the car and I've totally I've totally fucked this I'm real embarrassed but I just wanted to laugh nothing nothing against the fella it was just funny because I'm juvenile third time he got it going got us to the hostel got in left her gear off got a room to ourselves I was in a double bunk bed and like, no, I don't mean one up, one down. I mean, I had two, a double in the bottom and one on top. Shane 2 was on top of me. Shane 1 was in the corner by himself. So we did a bit of prep, headed to the bar for the gig, set it up a bit, just um, chatting to the bar staff. And like, there's a wee pint of Guinness for you. Now, if there, any, if there are any Guinness aficionados out there, the Guinness you get on Rathlin is as good a pint of Guinness, as you're going to get, like it is proper delish, so like, I was going out there, knowing I had them much sleep, knowing I was tired, knowing I needed to, you know, probably take things a bit easy, and not drink too much, and I was like, yeah, I'll have maybe one or two pints, I'm an adult, I know how to, 
how to control myself, I know how to behave. So I had one pint of Guinness and that was fine. Then after that, we went, no, did I go up and do make it? No, I'm a liar. I had one pint of Guinness, set up the place, and then I said, I'll take another one for my set. Because normally I don't drink when I do stand up, I just have my water, go on, do my stuff, get off, leave. But I am on my holidays, I'm on raffling, you know what I mean? I thought I'll have myself another pint, I'll have two pints of Guinness, that's fine. So I went on, did my set, I was opening for Shane, he told me to do 15, I did 20, you know what I mean? I was having a good time, I was warming up the crowd for him, I was doing a solid as an opener. I was on, did about 20 minutes, absolutely loved it, had a real great time. Everyone was in a good mood to come just to watch stand-up. A lot of the locals were there. A lot of people come over for the night to make a night of it. And uh, it was great. It was just great. And then after after that, I had a break. Went off, still had my Guinness. And then headed back on. And Shane was like, can you do a few more minutes? Do like one bit. Get them back in the mood. Then bring me on. I said, yes, say no more, fam. Went on, did another bit. Loved it. Got a great reaction again, headed off stage, brought Shane on. I was just watching the show. And by this point I'm kind of feeling a little bit like, hey, I've had a, I've had a drink here. Yeah, it's only two pints, but I've not drank really since my, my own stag do, which was about a month ago. So I was like, ooh, I'm feeling uh I'm feeling some kind of way here. And then it's like, right, I'll I'll do me, I'll knock the drinking in the head. So I finished my pint, set the glass down, and was like Right, thank you to the barman. And turned around to watch Shane. Next thing I know, turned around the guy's like, oh, those lads have bought you a pint. I was like, oh, cheers, boys. So drinking that pint during a set, finished that. Next thing you know, there were the boys that bought me a pint, not not a boy, two boys, another fella, another pint. So up to four pints here. I'm now by this stage, I'm watching Shane. I know all his bits that are going through. So I'm watching him laughing, having a bit of a good time, trying to like listen for any bits that might need to be a bit of work or anything and we can kind of you know look at that because again it was the first night it was Terry's looking to, to work on a show before the Ulster Hall show so anything I can throw in to, to help him out you will take him board but this stage I leave my glass down the, the barman sees it and thinks uh, rather than me going hey I'm done the barman thinks big man needs a top up brings me another pint of Guinness now I'm at five pints of Guinness I'm like fuck I can't drink that and then the barmaid came over and had a chat to me for a bit and then was like, yeah, you know, you guys, you can have drinks in the house, sure, blah, 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 for tonight, because you're putting on the show. And I was in my head going, for fuck's sake, really? I, I don't want to drink anymore. I'm not in the mood for it. And she was just like, uh, in my, out of my mouth, I was like, oh, thanks very much. The Guinness is great here, and the hospitality is even better. <laughs> so I ended up on that, five pints. And then I think I ended up on about eight or nine pints during his set. So, but yeah, I had about seven pints during his set, two, my own, and then about nine by the time he was done. At the very end, Shane and Shane one and Shane two had it in their heads like that they wanted, they wanted to get a lie in and raffling. They wanted the the options were either get the half eight ferry or the twelve o'clock ferry, and like I could not get the twelve o'clock ferry. I needed home at half eight because I was going to Belfast for two o'clock to get suits fitted for my wedding. So I needed home, I needed to get back, I needed to sort myself out. Oh, a massive spider. See, sorry, I'm in the middle of a story there, and literally a spider the size of Satan's bulldog has just come into my garage, and it's crawling up the wall. Like That's freaky, because, hey, gravity should dictate that you should literally only be able to walk on the floor, and um, not on walls. That's proper exorcist-based shit there. Um, why is everyone trying to scare me today? First of all, I get Michael Myers outside. Secondly, spiders crawling up the wall. Next thing, the floor below me is just going to evaporate and it'll turn out that I'm on a giant skyscraper. That's what I feel like is going to happen because that's my biggest fear. And then I'll get locked in this garage because I'm, I'm claustrophobic too. Fuck. Anyway, I'll try and regain my composure. If the spider comes out again, I'll be terrified. But anyway... I had to get my suits fitted at two. So I was saying, look, I need home. I need on this half eight ferry. And that's that. There's no ifs nor buts about it. I need on it. And the very end of Shane's set, he did a show. He did great. Everyone was loving it. At the end, he goes, oh, by the way, Dave thinks he's getting on the half eight ferry. I think everybody should say, fuck up, Dave. And the whole audience went, fuck up, Dave. 
at that point I went, ah, bollocks. I'm not. I'm not getting that. The half-eared fairy. I'm there going to try and conspire against me. But I'm. I'm. I'm the hero in all this. I'm the good guy, and I want this half-eared fairy, and I'm going to fight for it. But I know it's going to be hard. So then I finishes, and I'm like, right, Shane. I've had a bit of a sup here. Let's just uh, have maybe one with uh, some of the locals that we know. Because again, that's the fourth time I've been over gigging. Every time the same sort of crowd would come out and we'd have a good time with them and whatnot. And I uh, had a couple of chats with a few of the guys at the day. Fergus, our friend Fergus McFall was there. He was on, on good form as per. Had a couple with him. And then, next thing you know, we're sitting at the table. And our friend Rory, who, not Rory Woods, you might think. Uh, Rory from the island of Rathlin. <laughs> Rory Morgan was there. He works in the bar. Just comes over with four, like, fluorescent green-looking glasses. Like... The fuck's this Rory? And he's like, These are refresher bombs for you. We don't do Jaeger bombs in the island, we do refresher bombs. So we're fucking doing shots. And this is all at about eleven o'clock. So we end up doing a few of those. Next thing you know, Rory brings about four rounds of those out. So I'm about nine pints, four refresher bombs. And then um just getting lit with some of the guys who were at the show. A lot of people that were there were great. You know, I spent a lot of time with um, a couple that I really hope they were called Mark and Brona. I really do because if they weren't, hey, I'm I feel sorry because they were great people and I really enjoyed their company. Real good heart to hearts with them about comedy and how if they've been so hard to get 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 doing it as your full time over here. Shit, I got deep, and that's when you know I'm getting deep. You know I've had a sup. By this stage, I am bloodered, and it's about two in the morning. Shane's once again being a an enabler of my alcoholic behaviour bringing more shots he's blocked Shane 1's blocked Shane 2's blocked there's a few girls have come to the island to watch the show um, students Shane 2 was single he was right all over that chatting up these girls me and Shane 1 were just sitting chatting up Rory basically drinking refresher bombs Shane had brought me brandy by now and he's this thing where he makes me put on these sunglasses for some reason I get possessed by Conor McGregor when I'm drunk and end up, uh, he, Conor McGregor just turns into the Brandy Man. If you say Brandy Man three times in the mirror, he'll appear and neck your brandy. Which, hey, if you put sunglasses on me and I get possessed, it's not my fault. So at about ten fucking brandies on top of all that. And then by the end of it, it gets about half four in the morning. People are like, right, it's time to go. I'm shutting up shop. I need to go home to bed. I'm thinking, fuck, I need to get up at at least at about half seven. I need to set my alarm for half seven to make sure I make this ferry for half eight. So I go and set a load of alarms in the toilet while I'm taking a piss because I know if I don't do that, I'll forget to set the alarm. I'll miss the ferry back. If I don't get my suits fitted, I'm not going to have suits to get married. Therefore, I'll wreck the marriage. I'm supposed to be going out for my birthday dinner on the Saturday. Shit. And this whole time I'm thinking, I'm going to be hungover as fuck tomorrow. And if I bring a hangover back on the day that I'm supposed to be treated to my by my birthday weekend, by my birth for my birthday treats from my fiance, and if I'm hungover and I wreck it, I'll be in the doghouse. And hey, rewind to three in the morning. The last place I want to be is the doghouse. So anyway, the morning comes, half seven. I wake up. Oh, I should have pointed out there was a band, Runa Bay, who played on the Shane Todd show on Radio Ulster that I was involved with and they did a great cover they were there too, they played music after our show and were just playing music in the bar they're great lads but they were there for a sesh and they were staying in the same hostel as us so my, my alarm went at half seven having got back to the hostel at five <laughs> the runabay boys just rocked back into the hostel still on it, still on the sesh shouting and screaming after I had like two hours sleep and I was, I was as Paul Rudd said hung over but I had to pull the boys together had to get Shane up had to get Shane 2 up went to my wash bag clean my teeth hey did a pack of toothbrush no so I was like ugh stinking had to go just wash my mouth out with water and use like an old cloth to clean my teeth a bit to get some of the the bloody frost off it and then just chew loads of chewing gum to get me home. So we eventually we made it. We got on the ferry at half eight. I was in the absolute world of horrors. So tired. With about six hours sleep for the last four days. So tired. So hung over in need of food. So we got to Bally Castle. Went to the Marine Hotel. They were like, yeah, you can get a, you can get a buffet breakfast here for a 10 spot. And we said, thank you. 
got that into us and then got ourselves home. And I remember just passing uh, the Dun- the Joey Dunlop Memorial Garden place on the way from Ballycastle. And I remember passing that a few weeks earlier as I was on my way home from the the awful glamping trip in Limavady. I just brought back terrible memories. And I was like, oh no. So then I shut my eyes. Next thing you know, the wake up, we're in Belfast. I'm like, thank fuck. Obviously, I've slept the whole way home. The Shanes are, I'm sure, having a great time taking videos and pictures of me while I'm asleep. Lord knows what else they did against my will whilst I was asleep. But they got me to Belfast, and that was grand. But then I had to try and drive home. So I had to get into my car and drive. And this was about, about half ten, this would have been. And bear in mind, I stopped drinking at half four. Six hours later, I wasn't feeling drunk. I was feeling hungover and shit. But I had to get myself home. So eventually I got home. Long drive, that, was, that felt like. felt Because like, I was driving slowly. I did not want to be stopped. Because if I get breathalyzed, you know, your boy ends up like Akon. Locked up. And I didn't need that. So I got home. And there's Catherine and Holly in the house. Because, hey, newsflash. They live there. And I get home. And like inside. My brain is going. Fucking kill me. Just. Just brain. Stop sending electrical signals. To the rest of my body. Let me just fall limp and die. You know. Like if I had the energy. I would have done one of my favorite famous. Drop squat jumps. Up to the air. Put the hands by the side. And just spiked my neck. And ended it all. But. I didn't. I was like, you know what? This is the day I'm going out for dinner with Catherine. I want to go out and I want to enjoy it. I want to show her that I wasn't as blocked as I really was. I want to pretend I was civil whilst I was away so she'll let me away again. And I want to make sure that I don't ruin a night that she's put on for me. Because she had arranged like a, a night as a surprise for me that I didn't know was going on. I didn't know where we were going for dinner. I didn't know what all she had planned. But I knew... That I had to be on good spirits for it, so I did. I, I was ready for that, and also in the, in the midst of it all, I had to go and get my suit fitted. So I went to get my suit fitted. Brought my dad, brought one of my groomsmen, uh, Daniel, and I was supposed to meet Shane. But hey, guess what? He was too hungover to come back in for the suit fitting the piece of shit. So he has to do that during the week himself. Whereas my groomsman Daniel had to drive from Wales up through Newcastle through Scotland, get a ferry across, rent the car, get himself home to, to get just the suit fitting. So when I brought Daniel, brought my dad, met my soon-to-be father-in-law up there, Norman, and we went in, got fitted in Bogart, which, if, you have, if you're looking a suit, go in there, ask either for, for Johnny or Stephen. Stephen was the guy who was sorting us out, Stephen Bradley, great man, used to go to primary school and secondary school with him, and uh, he's a top bloke, knows his stuff, and uh, got us all sorted for sizes and suits. So we're ready to go, and then after that, you know, got to get the suit fitted, it's a big deal for the wedding. Um... My dad's like, yeah, hey, we'll go for a pint, eye. And I'm going, nah. Honestly, I'd rather dissect my own dick with a, with a rusty scalpel than go and drink right now. But again, that's inside me. Outside me, he's like, oh, sure, let's do it. So he headed to the Bullet. Got a pint of cider. Dad had a pint of cider. Daniel had a, a pint of, of Clomel. He wasn't happy because he wanted a pint of harp because he's been away from home. And he came back and he wanted that, couldn't get it. And Norman had a pint of the good stuff, the Guinness, which I just could not even fathom at that stage. So we had one pint and brought ourselves home. And then by that time I got home, we're talking, it's about four o'clock. Holly's been deposited to my, my mum's for the night because I'm going out for my birthday dinner. So get home, get myself changed, have a quick shower. I'm ready to go because so we're getting the like 20 past train in the town. And twenty past five train, so I get myself ready. I'm, so I can't get in the doghouse because if I'm if I'm slovenly and sloppy, Catherine will know I've been on the pints and know I'm not in the mood to go out. Which, to be totally honest, I wasn't physically, but mentally I was excited to see where we were going. So, got on train, headed into town. Catherine's like, "Hey, let's go for one of Pug Uglies," and I said, "Sweet," because I do love Pug Uglies. Although it's kind of in some respects, I guess you could say. My, my my workplace for now um, it's a good spot went in there, had a drink there and then we we're going out for dinner the surprise venue which had uh, got me for dinner so we went there, had a drink of Pug Uglies, was nice walked across to sort of to the direction in around Primark to Castle Street, 
to uh, La Taquiera, I think it's called a Mexican restaurant, and I'd never heard of it. And to be fair, yeah, I'm gonna give you a newsflash. I'm not a massive fan of Mexican food. Like, I don't really like like tacoy places, like you know, burrito places in town. It would be more sort of fast food. You know where I'm mentioning it. Don't want to name them by names because hey, they might want to give me some money down the line. You know, might have sponsor me in this podcast. And am I a mercenary? Yes. But I went to La Taquiera, and it was fucking brilliant. We headed on up the stairs, walked in, and as I walk in, I see my mate Griff and my mate Chopper, and I'm like, fuck, this is going to be awkward. We're out for dinner, and they're out for dinner, but for some reason, they've not invited me out for dinner. What the fuck? And then I looked on the table and realised it's all my friends, and they all just shout surprise. And Catherine has arranged a surprise birthday dinner for me. All my friends were there, except a couple of people who weren't within that sort of immediate group of school friends. And before you get all worried, be like, where was she in? He will hit a gig. All right, he had a gig, so couldn't go. So I got there, and I was like, what? These are all here? And my first initial thought was, oh, shit, I have to get on this now. I have to just fully drink. And I thought, you know what? It was me that got myself into this date the night before when I shouldn't have. And it's up to me to get into this state again. So I sat down. I had to crack with all the guys and girls. And I just got straight on the ciders and got myself back on that drunk train. And tell you what, the food in La Taquiera is unbelievable. Like for someone that's not a big Mexican food fan. And if someone's not a big fan of Mexican. Um, for someone that doesn't like the Mexicans, it's uh, f- so delicious. They had... Um, for starters, like these like weird wee like chicken parcel things, because whenever it's a big crowd of people, you don't actually order what you want. They just bring out kind of like a, I suppose like like tapas type, just series of smaller things. You just muck in and get into it. So I had these wee chicken like pastry things, which were delicious. Um, some tacos and dip, and they had like beans and guacamole and dip for the for the tortillas. Sorry, and then it's variation of sauce. Mate Matt, who you may know as uh, the physio strong personal trainer that I train with as well he goes oh man try this does it say it on with their hot sauce and he was like nah it's not really hot it's more smoky you'll be grand with it so I go sweet pour a bit on a chip eat it my hair all falls out my eyebrows fall out my eyelashes fall out I sweat my face melts the hottest thing I've ever put in my fucking mouth in my life he's laughing his balls off because I'm sweating profusely after about 0.3 seconds I uh, and I just had to therefore neck my cider to try and cool my mouth down. So by this stage, I have a buzz on already. First drink of the night. Or no, set, third drink of the day. Shit. And uh, yeah, just for the main course. Oh, whoa. Watch it. Don't just smack the mic there. Um, For the main course, we had like this strange mushroom dish. Which you put into a tortilla. Which was unbelievable flavour. You had like pulled pork. Which was the nicest pulled pork I've ever tried. And I had this thing. It was called like... Tommy Majuri or something that was, which is a real weird Mexican name, but it was like potatoes and chorizo and other stuff, and you put that in your tortilla, and it was fucking beautiful as well. And then I thought it's great. We'll just see what what else is on the cards for the rest of the night. And next thing you know, everyone starts singing Happy Birthday, and I get cake brought out. Oh, all aboard the Scunder bus. But I do that then. Um, by that stage, I'm feeling fairly merry. And cut up my cake, um, very poorly. Like I didn't, I don't, I've never cut cut a cake before. All I've cut's like a pizza, so I was just chopping it across and across and across. So there were definitely uneven bits of cake. But hey, it was my birthday, and give fuck, do what I want. So after that, we're like, what? What else? The activity, and Catherine's like, oh, well, we've booked a table in the BT One karaoke bar, which is a bar underneath Robinson's. I'm thinking, hey, I do like karaoke, but. Don't know about Robinson. <laughs> we all head around there, get in. There's an, it's packed. It's like somewhere in Bangkok. You can't move. There's people everywhere, and they're all Asian. Well, weird. Only joking. They weren't Asian, but <coughs> we got in, and there was like, yeah, there's no table booked. So then Catherine got to get the manager down, and she's not a manager type person. She's not like me. They complain about stuff. She's like, I, I don't really know if I need to. But then the manager came down, sorted. It was like, yeah, I'm really sorry. Um, I'm really sorry about that. There's your, there's your your table, and also have a couple of uh, free bottles of prosecco, just to to get into you. 
And I was like, that's really dead on a lot. Cheers for the hookup. So got some Prosecco and did a bit of singing. Um, and everyone just had a great time. Got absolutely lit. Once again, I was on Prosecco's. I was on Ciders. I did a bit of singing as well. And when you sing, you get some shot tokens. Hey, did I need any shots? No, did I take them? Yes. So, head up, got my shots. Neck those. What song did I sing? Obviously, Angel by Shaggy. And did I sing the nice bits that Ray Vaughan sang? Nah, I sang Shaggy's bits. It's bottom my behavior. See, I'm a savior. You must be sent from up above. Well, you appear to me so tender. Pe- oh, fuck that, didn't I? You appear to me so tender, sacred, I surrender. Thanks for giving me your love. Nice, wasn't it? Luckily, the words are in the screen of karaoke, so don't fuck it up like that. But that's what I sang. And because it was my birthday, he didn't give me one shot, he gave me four. But that was great, so we ended up home there about two. Didn't have any Holly with me, because she was in my parents' house. Got into bed. Got my hole, didn't I? Nope, because I'm a parent. And that doesn't happen no more, baby. And plus, I was too tired. In my mind, I'm thinking all night, yeah, I'm going to get some birthday butt here. That sounds like I'm in the bum, and definitely not. Some birthday ass, I was going to say, but I thought it sounded too vulgar. Nah, didn't get any. Just too tired. I was like, nah, I'm going to take advantage of the fact, like... I'm not going to take advantage of my fiance. No, I'm going to take advantage of the fact they ain't got no daughter here. I'm going to sleep. So I went to bed and, then, and slept right the way through till 11 Sunday morning on the day of my birthday. <sighs> so great. It was so great. I got my birthday presents oddly as well before I went to bed. I was going to wait till the morning, but I was just too excited. So I got a load of nice gifts. Catherine's my big present, first of all. She got me um, a card and then got me a pin badge, or no, a key ring from Belfast Zoo with a bat on it. She's like, can you guess what that is? And I was like, yeah, fucking key ring with a bat on it, the fuck? She's like, no, 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 we're doing something which is related to this. And I was like, go on to see bats? She went, no, think about it. Who's associated with bats? And I was like, Batman? She said, no, fuck's sake, no. Who is associated with bats, like, in entertainment? And I was like, I don't know. And she goes, look, what is... Who, who married Meghan Markle? And I went, Prince Harry. And she goes, right, okay. He is... And I went, Ginger? She went, no, fuck. He is a... I said, fuck boy. And she said, no, he is a Williams one as well. I went, fruit? <laughs> no, he is a prince. I went, right, okay. And she goes, so put the the bat to it. And he goes, he's the bat prince? And no, he's the prince of bats. No, he's the prince of, there's light and there's dark. And she went, put that all together, prince of dark. And she said, no. Darkness, okay. I was like, the darkness is in the band. She goes, no, dickhead. The prince of darkness. Who's the prince of darkness? I went, the the Undertaker. She went, no, for fuck's sake, you're going to see Ozzy Osbourne. I went, what? She goes, yes, we're going to see Ozzy Osbourne in Dublin in January. And I was like, fucking yes, I love Ozzy Osbourne. Like, it's the last time he's doing a concert. I think his last tour ever and I was like sweet and I found out also Judas Priest are playing too I'm like this is going to be a rock spectacular now all needs to happen now is Ozzy Osbourne not to die or lose his voice because hey I don't want another fucking Pearl Jam I don't want to go away be all excited getting ready for the gig to happen and then motherfucking Eddie Vedder's voice goes Ozzy listen here punk I know you've done a lot of shit in your time drugs and other stuff but see if you miss this concert you will die and I will kill you so don't fucking do it, Aussie. But it was a great present. Got that. Um, Holly bought me a real like sweet mug in the shape of a bear because I'm Papa Bear. You know what I mean? That's what I am. And I was like, first of all, that's a cute present. But second of all, did you just let her out of the house by herself to buy that, Catherine? Because hey, that's very neglectful as a parent. She's like, nah. She just basically told me what to order, and I went right. Okay, sweet, fair enough. So got that. Go around to my, my, my parents on the Sunday. That was uh, we had to go and collect Holly because hey, 
she was there, so I went around to see her. All excited to see her. I got my present from my parents. They got me new earphones from my uh, from my iPhone because I just broke the last ones on Saturday because I braked too hard in the car. The phone flew off the seat and yoinked it, and then the right ear wasn't working anymore. So you got to have the earphones for listening to podcasts and music and stuff when you're big travel day-to-day to Lisburn, which is fucking great fun. Kill me now. Um, and he had that. And then my sister got me a coffee maker because, hey, she knows I like coffee. And that was a great present. And after that, we took ourselves off the Botanic, myself, Catherine and Holly, for, like, the autumn fair that was there, which was nice. Went up there. It was, I tell you what, it was the place to be. It was the comedian hotspot. In fact, I also went for breakfast before I collected Holly. Meow. And uh, went for went up the up to Botanic, saw fellow comedian Paul Curry and Keith Law, who you'd know from Just for Laughs, host of the radio now, just so obviously we were all chatting comedy. Catherine was absolutely disgusted. She went up there for a nice time and then, you know, there's a few guys from the industry just chatting, whatever. So went up there, got myself some gear. Um heroin, no. Got myself a couple of... Oh, so, so dad. Got myself a couple of tulip bulbs for the garden. And uh, a few oil burner scents as well. And uh, a bottle of water, carbonara, whatever. Headed around, good day. And then headed home. And now I'm recording my podcast. And now I'm going to finish this. What I'm going to do now. I've decided to break my, my, my seal and go and just fucking check out Narcos on Netflix. So I'm, I'm going to finish this. Go watch an episode of Narcos. Narcos, not Narcos. What the fuck, man? And then I'm going to have a nice coffee. But I'm not going to have coffee through my coffee maker. Because it's too late. I'm going to put a hot chocolate pot in. Mmm, a chocolate showed. And that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to bed. And then tomorrow I'm fully back. On my fucking training camp before my wedding to get into shape. So you can hear this noise. That's my fucking, my weights. I'm going to construct those babies, bring them into the living room. And get ready to hit circuits at 7 in the morning. <clears throat> Hulk Hogan, I'm coming for you babies. Right, listeners questions. I'll finish and I'll go. I feel like I've already talked shit for way too long on this podcast this day. But um, that's what, what the podcast is, is me talking shit. So, um, yeah, let's get the, the listeners' questions out of the way. Nano, nano, nano. Oh, right. Tell you what, before I do listeners' questions, major shout-out to Jamie Clements this week for making what was one of the funniest images I've ever seen. What he's done is... Uh, I was talking about being asleep. Shane did take one photo of me asleep that I saw and sent it to me. Put it on his Instagram to wish me a happy birthday. It's me sleeping in the car, mouth wide open, looking the opposite of sexy, let's just say. So what Jamie's done is he's put that on the weekend, the Bernie's poster, which is a superb movie, one of the best movies ever. Check that out. It's like an early 80s movie, I think, where this like businessman dies and his like, employees just have to pretend he's still alive to try and get... Like dough or something, I know. Can't remember. I haven't been ages since I've seen it. But what Jamie's done is put me on the poster as Bernie, dead in the middle, with Shane on one side and then Michael Douglas as Liberace on the other. So um Jamie hit me up with that this morning on my birthday, gave me a major laugh. Actually tears ran down my face when I saw that for the first time. So thanks for that and thanks uh just thanks for being a real great guy. <laughs> um Right, first question for Chris Henning. Well, Dave, you hanging today? Nah, man, I fought through it. I'm sweet. Um, my question is: Would you rather you sm- would you rather you smelled of shit, but were the funniest comedian in the world, or that you were ripped to fuck but had the personality of Shane Todd? Well, I think to be fair, I already am the funniest comedian in the world, so I don't need to smell like shit, and also, I'm ripped as fuck. So I definitely wouldn't want to smell like shit or have the personality of Shane Todd because I would smell like shit and then my personality would be shit. So, um, yeah, I definitely... Um, I'd just be happy with the fact that I'm both, both ripped as fuck and the funniest guy in the world. Um, let me see. Let me see. Andy O'Connor has come in with a question for me and, hey... It's a long one, said the actress to the bishop. Hey Dave, did you know that in Norway people use the word Texas as slang for crazy? It doesn't refer to a person, but rather a chaotic atmosphere or state of mind. So saying a party was pretty fucking crazy in Norwegian would translate as Divar Health Texas, which literally means it was totally Texas. 
But what I want to know is, if you were a pro fighter, what would your walkout tune be? Um, ooh, I don't know. I I would like to have something that would be really intimidating and make the other fighter stressed in their head. Like I would want to have something, you know, really really intense. Um, that would just like you know help you win the fight before the fights even happened like you want to get in the head of your opponent and like you want that song to reflect that mood so obviously like he'll be in the ring the lights will will darken you know it'll be the octagon the lights will be darkening and then you'll just hear my scary music hit i'm too sexy for my love too sexy for my love love's going to leave and then i come out where nothing but a, a copper a copper a copper pouch with shit on my foot, enter the ring, kick the shit out of him, and just, you know, listen to the right set fret, I'm too sexy. That's exactly what I'd have as my walk-on music. And hey, this last few days, for me, pretty Texas. Um, Gareth Owens has said, Happy birthday, Papa Bear. If you could invite one Arsenal player, past or present, to celebrate uh, out in the lash with you, who would it be? It's hard, it's got to be either, I think Tony Adams would be too drunk, and he'd become a liability, and you'd be like, fuck up, Tony. And he'd talk about politics, he's too drunk and just being right all the time. I'd say Paul Merson, but it's either Paul Merson or Ray Parler. I'd make the two of them go to raffling with me, do the raffling pub Olympics, and whoever won would get to go on a night on the piss with me. Um, but if the current pick one of the current players to take on the lash me, probably be Petr Cech. And then I would just try and get him kidnapped, because I don't think he's too great. Uh, in fact, I'm a liar, I will be. Get that guy and get him fucking out of here. Worst player I've ever seen in my life. Luke Sweeney, what can we expect at the live podcast? Right, look, what we're saying is the live podcast, he's talking about Boytown Live, which is this Friday in the Strand Arts Centre. Tickets are only a tenner. There's plenty up our sleeves for this, this podcast, so just get your tickets. I don't want to ruin the surprise, but there is a lot up up our sleeves, and it's going to be the, it's going to be the best live podcast that there's ever been. My homeboy Paddy Mac has said, Hey Dave, the comedy club was great as per. Also, happiest of birthdays, my man. What I'd like to ask you was what genuinely was the worst birthday ever and could you cast your mind back? Um, see, to be honest with you, I don't think I've had too many bad birthdays. I think they've always been kind of good. There was once I was in work on my birthday. I was like, nah, I'll never be in work on my birthday again. And ever since then, I haven't been. But I can't actually remember anything too bad happening. Like, there's never been any real fights. It's always been a nice day. Um, So, you know, probably worst. And uh, got engaged on my birthday last year. You know, that was busy signing my life away. But I don't know if that was really that bad. Hard question, Paddy. I'll maybe, you know, I'll maybe have to run that by the family and see if they remember any terrible things happening. But for me, birthdays are just a great time. Um... You know, that's about it. Chris Barr, um, can I just say, Chris, your Instagram photo is is very sexy. It's I don't know. It's like just you sitting on the beach with a very. You can see your trapezius. It's just bleeding into your lats there, man. Looks good. Um, happy birthday, Dave. Hope your day is filled with weird gifts and bespoke cake. Check out what this weird, creepy dude was up to. He sent me this story. All I can see in the links Down syndrome. So I hope it's not too sly, my man. Oh, I. <laughs> I like it already from the title. Bloke faked Down syndrome and hired carers to change his nappy and bathe him. A man has been accused of pretending to Down syndrome so he could hire carers to bathe him and change his nappies. Paul Manchacha was arrested in Arizona earlier this month. Three female carers responded to adverts allegedly posted on CareLink, a website designed to help families. One of the carers who remains anonymous claims she's told to bathe Manchacha and change his nappy 30 times. On five separate occasions, Manchacha said they've insisted she clean his genitals more thoroughly. It was only when they allowed it, followed him back to his parents' house that they discovered he had a of Down syndrome. <laughs> After being confronted, Manchacha reportedly admitted to lying about having Down syndrome. The arrests weren't read. All three victims were paid in cash by Manchacha when they picked them up and dropped them off from several uh, neutral locations. 
See, to be fair to him, he does actually look like he has Down syndrome. Menchach has been employed as a crossing guard for a local school district. He resigned on 31st of August. He now faces multiple charges of fraud and sexual abuse. He's expected to appear in court later this month. Weird. Um, but what I want to know is what is the worst birthday present you've ever received? I actually once got a bottle of baby sham from an old aunt of mine that looked like it'd come from 1978. Um, it was all ripped and stuff and like it looked like it had been wet. Um, so I don't know what she was doing with it. And then the wetness had dried and then it sort of flaked the label off. And it was also out of date like a few years before I got it. So that was a pretty dick present. Other than that, I think I'm always grateful for presents. And I just, I'm older and forgetful now. So I don't really know what the worst presents are. Holly Crooks has said... Happy birthday, Dave. It seems the Boytown curse strikes again. Just a single mention of a person's name and their fate is sealed. Previous victims of the Boytown curse include XXX Tentacion. This week, repetitively mentioned Katie Hopkins, whom you fiercely support, has filed for bankruptcy. But the main issue, but the main issue, Dave, have you watched American Horror Story? And if so, thoughts? Well, Holly, I have. I watched the first series of it and then like half the second and then just you know sometimes if you can't commit enough to something it just dies <laughs> kind of like in many respects a hamster if you don't look after your hamster it'll die and I just sort of stopped watching American Horror Story but I did enjoy it and it was something that was in the mix for me and Catherine to start watching but we went for Narcos instead which is why I'm looking to wrap up this podcast because hey it's 56 minutes could be my longest one yet and you know me I'm not all about length I'm all about impact so that's the instagram questions up and adam uh last let me see questions on on the twitter um maddie carl tonioni's not asked me a question he's wished me a happy birthday and sent like a, a weird dancing video of me as a little bear dancing on his keyboard very sexy and um, bapper and i said happy birthday did the brandy man have a sore head the day after the raffling gig Yes, um, what I think Bapper's referring to is Shane put a video of me up on Instagram whenever they put the uh, the goggles over my eyes and I got the curse of Conor McGregor and uh, started speaking like Conor McGregor, started getting on like Conor McGregor, started necking Brandy as if it was Conor McGregor and uh, apparently whenever I'm possessed with Conor with Conor McGregor, I look into the mirror and I say, Brandy man, Brandy man, Brandy man, ha ha ha, and then just neck the drink. And that, believe it or not, will lead to serious headaches. So yeah, struggled. Luke Gorman, last question. Thank God. Hi Dave, happy birthday. Something weird came up on YouTube the other day. Jeff Goldblum and the show Hot Ones Eating Hot Wings. And the answer, and answering questions Definitely a weird but awesome dude. Would recommend watching. Yeah, it was 30 minutes long, Luke, so I was going to do it in the podcast, but I've decided, hey, I'm not going to do that because it's already at the arm mark here. But what's he saying? Um, is, he's, is he a contender for the next season of the Champions League of Weird? You know what? I think I'll bring the Champions League of Weird back. I'll work out the format this year so it's not boring. Um, so what I'll do is, if you have any suggestions, listeners, of who you think should be a contender for the Champions League of Weird, tweet me or DM me on Instagram and say, check this MF out. They have to be at least semi-famous for that to be the case. And then they'll get added. And if there's enough interest and stuff, we'll bring that back. Because, hey, it's a fun wee segment when it's done right. Um, and that's the end of this week's podcast, guys. Um, on that note, yeah, I said at the start, it's my birthday. So please, for a nice present, go on, rate and review the podcast if you haven't already five stars and write a little something i like to read the feedback of the podcast be it positive if it's negative i'll be grumpy and i don't need to be any more grumpy than i already am because i'm just always a grumpy guy because i'm a parent and i'm old now i'm 32 i'm decrepit also check out the boy time podcast which we drop every thursday i can't believe i said we drop it i'm not a rapper um, it's out every Thursday and the Boytown Live podcast. It is live from the Strand Arts Centre this Friday, the 21st of September. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be water. It's going to be Texas. It's going to be a bespoke live experience. If you've been to the live podcast before, you know it's great. If you haven't, why? 
What the fuck is wrong with you? Get on it. And get tickets while there's still some available. And guess what? I need to try and get out of the garage before Michael Myers murders me and the spider eats me. So, thank you very much for listening. Rate and review the podcast. And guys, enjoy your week. And I'll be back again next week. Bye.